Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Seaton, there are things in life that are okay to cheap out on. You know, if you go to the car wash, just get the express wash. Yeah. Just, just a rinser. Right. And you can tidy it up at home. But speaking of cars, the one thing you should never cheap out on is your battery. I'm no tech, but I can tell you that you don't want to be with a bad battery, especially with winter around the corner, and no one wants to end up with a lifelong. My buddy Mark has a car. He was over at my place the other day. Notoriously cheap Mark. Mark. nickname. Mark's car battery, I'm not kidding, the other day in Vermont, died in my front yard, and I had to jump his car to get him home. Come on, Mark. Get it together. Get it together, Mark. Go to Interstate Battery. That's why you need Interstate Batteries. I'm talking to you, Mark. America's number one replacement battery brand. And the battery auto techs prefer three times more than the other brands. Keep your car prepared for anything, especially with winter. Get a quick battery test today to find out if your battery is going to go bad. And make sure you let your family know to check their batteries, too. Come on, family. Find your closest Interstate Batteries dealer at interstatebatteries.com. You can also check them out at Facebook. Interstate Batteries. They're made for you. They're made for Mark. They're outrageously dependable. Check out your batteries at interstatebatteries.com. That's interstatebatteries.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. I just heard from a friend who said the Little House on the Prairie, the final episode, final, final episode. The people in the town learned that the town, the land is actually owned by a railroad tycoon. Knowing that he's going to come in and put a railroad through the town, the townspeople decide that he can have the land but not what's on it. So the townspeople then blow up everything in the series finale. And somehow we make this segue into Adam Carolla, the comedian, radio personality, TV host, actor, podcaster, director. He joins us now. Merlin Olson, just to bring it into full football, yeah. was obviously in Little House of the Prairie. Yeah. So that gives it a football theme. Well, I'm trying to think of those athletes who, tra- you know, they transition, they cross over into something else. You know, Fred Dreyer was able to do that. Alex Karras, was he, Alex might have been the first with Webster, wasn't he? Or was uh, Merlin Olson before him? Blazing well, Saddles? Well, uh, you know, Alex Karras did, yeah, Blazing Saddles. Uh, Merlin did Hunter. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, not Merlin. Uh, uh, Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer was, was Hunter. And uh, there's a few. Uh, uh, Joe Namath did, like, C&C Fun Factory or whatever. C&C and Son. He was a biker. Remember he started in a beatnik biker yeah. movie? Yeah. Joe Namath did yeah. in the whatever. And uh, Deacon Jones didn't get a lot of acting work. But, oh, man, if you guys want to see a trailer, I mean, you guys love this stuff. The Man with Two Heads. Uh, Rosie Greer and like George Papard or something. When you see when you see this trailer, your head will explode. Like you'll go, "Oh my God! What did we? We never did that. We made this movie. You this got it, movie. Pauly? The thing with two heads. There's two guys on a motorcycle jumping a flaming thing. It's uh, Rosie Greer, Don Marshall. Man, just play the beginning. <laughs> just the beginning. Just to blow your mind, you're, you're, we're going to find it. Okay. Find it, 
Play the trailer. All right, let, let me give you your uh, your official introduction. Uh, Adam's not Taco Bell material film is now available on uh, Chassis.com. That's C H A S S Y. Also, a couple of documentaries that you're doing. Uh, when we went mad and uh, mean gods. Those are your uh, your movies. Yeah, Mad TV is. Uh, I'm making a doc. So I make documentaries. I made one about Paul Newman and his racing life. I made one that they're going to make a movie out of uh, the 24-hour war. That's Ford versus Ferrari at Le Mans. They're doing that new one with Christian Bale and Matt Damon, and Matt Damon's playing Carroll Shelby and blah blah blah. And I'm making a Carroll Shelby doc. So it, and, it's, and it's Le Mans. Le Mans. Do you say Porsche or Porsche? Well, here's an interesting thought on Porsche and Porsche. Um, some people say, well, in Germany, say Porsche. In the United States, you can say Porsche. But it's a guy's name. <laughs> so if you think about it, you wouldn't say, is it Mr. Magoo or Mr. Magoo? It's Mr. Magoo. Like, it, it is Porsche is the name of the guy. So why would you screw around with pronouncing but the we name screw differently? Up Jaguar and Jaguar. Yeah, but that's not a guy's name and that's uh well, it could be like, you know, you know no, we Jorge do. Jaguar. We Jorge Jaguar. <laughs> He's a gardener, but he drives a luxury <laughs> automobile. Um, there is Carnegie, like Carnegie Hall, and then there's a generous grant from the Carnegie Foundation, <laughs> but that's just PBS, you know. <laughs> doing whatever you do. Doing hand what, they do, what yeah. they do. Um, Have you guys seen The Man with Two Heads yet? I'm watching the, the trailer. We're going to play it in the it's, break. It's, it's, it's mind-numbing. I, uh, I got a couple of things to ask you about here. And I guess the dentists were fascinated by the fact that you don't have a middle name and that you gave yourself a middle name. Now, is that your official middle name is Lakers? Was was your official middle name on your driver's license Lakers? Yes. It is, is it still? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's on all documents, every, deeds and certificates. Okay, and, walk me through that day when you say, honey, I've got my middle name, and now i got to go change my name. So I was – Never had a middle name. I, I wasn't excited about not having a middle name, but it, it, not because I needed a middle name, but my parents were pretty laissez-faire in terms of raising their kids, and I felt like this was part and parcel of them raising their kids. Like, eh, we don't need a middle name. So whenever I hear these guys with, like, 13 <laughs> middle names, I get so little Dakota Satchel, you know, like, eh. All right, so I had no middle name. And when you have no middle name, Constantly, there's a box in the middle when you're filling out paperwork, and it mocks you. It's like, what is your middle name? And the answer <laughs> is my parents didn't care enough to bestow me with a middle name. One year, I was at the DMV, probably in like 85. I think the Celtics and the Lakers were, you know, right in the heart of the Celtics, Lakers, Bird, Magic, World, Kareem, and everything else. And I was at the DMV, and I was filling out some paperwork. And there was the middle box mocking me, and I just looked at it. And I was thinking about the Lakers, and they're right in the middle of the playoffs, and blah, blah, blah. And I just wrote Lakers into that box, and then I just turned it in. And from that day forth, it's been on every contract, every piece of <laughs> license. You know, for, it's, it's not on my birth certificate, but it is on, like, passports and, and every official thing. It'll be on my tombstone. 
Are, are you a Laker fan? I, I'm okay with them. I, 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 it was more of a timing that's the problem. Thing. Yeah, in the 80s, it was great to be a Laker yeah, fan. Yeah. Now you might change it to Clipper. I, you know, I should have went to the DMV like every several years and done, you know, Chicago Bulls <laughs> and then moved on to Golden State and just, you know, been fair weather. Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Right yeah. in Memphis. Uh, let me see. Oh, tell me about not Taco Bell material. Uh, it's a stand-up special. It's my first stand-up special. It's uh, semi-autobiographical uh, in that is jokes, stand-up, and all that. But we also go through my life. I also take you through. I put my uh, Social Security statement up there, all the money you've ever earned your entire life. Have you guys ever got one of those and looked at one of those? No. You, oh, you, you, it starts in high school. You made $234 like that year. And it just keeps going and going and going. We go from no money, no money, uh, you know, $5,000 in 1991 and, like, just struggle, struggle, struggle to when I met Jimmy Kimmel and then hundreds of thousands and then millions of dollars. So it's a, it's, a, it's inspirational. What's the most you ever made? In a year? Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. I'd say probably $5 million, maybe. When did you feel rich? Um, I don't feel rich. I feel like, I, and I'm not. I'll, I'll tell you who's rich. My wife and my kids are rich. I'm, I'm a donkey that goes out and, and brings back money. They are rich. They live a life that's extraordinary. I live a life of just go out, play the club, get paid, come back, fly south twice, go to the other place. I, I swear to you, they're rich. Ask them. Well, what would their reaction be if you came back and said, I'm retiring? Oh, I, I don't know. They Someone would have to go... Uh, get remarried or have sexual reassignment <laughs> surgery and remarry or do something because uh, they're, oh, listen, there's nothing. Look, I've said this to my wife a million times. Like I said, look, I'm going to go to Wichita. I'm going to go to DeKalb, Illinois. I'm going to go to Wisconsin. I'm going to do a show. I'm going to come home and you're going to be at home and you're going to be eating sushi. And, and you're going to do that move where you've invited three or four of your friends out, and when the bill comes around, you go, oh, no, 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 I got this. And I'm like, I'm in Wichita <laughs> dancing to pay for the sushi, and I've said this, and I don't know if you guys think this is horrible or not, but I said, look, I go out on stage, I do 90-minute shows, I sweat my ass off. I'm just saying, during that 90 minutes... Instead of spending my money, could you be at home just running in place? You know what I mean? Just during that. And, and look, I get it. 90 minutes is a long time for her just to run in place. But then do push-ups. Okay. You know what I mean? Or jumping jacks. Just something to say. Well, what if she has her trainer over to then help her do all of this? Well, stuff? that's now that's costing <laughs> me money. And then there's a possible yeah, I know. There's a sexual component. And no. I was find the man with two heads. It's the greatest thing ever. I was curious. Uh, my uh, my high school got rid of the valedictorian. Um, they just had it. It was like two weeks ago. They don't have a valedictorian anymore. And everybody's worried about the effects on kids and where you're ranked and all of those things. I'm curious what you think of my high school, Little Mason High School in Cincinnati, where we don't have valedict valedictorian anymore because we don't want to embarrass people and have rankings. 
What's crazy is if you look, if you go back long enough and you look at some old yearbook stuff in there, like if you're running for the Supreme Court and someone gets your yearbook and they want to look up some stuff, you see stuff like when I was in junior high, we had best looking, best looking male, but we had best body and best physique. A 14-year-old girl in dolphin shorts and a sports bra. Like, what? I mean, we had the best. It wasn't, we didn't even, I'm from North Hollywood. We didn't put an emphasis on brains. But if you <laughs> if you look good in shorts, you, you were going places. But we, I, I got class clown. We had, like, smartest, most likely. We had it, too. Everything. We had best eyes, best hair. I mean, we got really – I'm from L.A., like, maybe it's super aesthetic. Like, most most likely to be bedded by a producer. That was not an official category. No, but it was implied. Look, when you had the best body, you knew that was around the corner. But I don't I, – but – didn't you like when so I was a kid or when we were younger, you had, you know, best body. Yes, you had the best body and he had the best body. We had most athletic. Yeah, like that guy was super athletic or we had most likely to succeed or valedictorian or whatever. Like, yeah, they get all they pull all grays. Like yeah. why it wasn't shocking or hurtful. It, it wasn't demoralizing. Yeah, but we got to this point where it, it just feels like now not one person can win. Everybody has to win. Right. And, I have a, you know, that's the sad part of it. I'm okay. I, I'm going to lose the – I may lose the sports Emmy tonight. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everybody gets nominated and we all go up on the stage and we all share in this big group who got nominated. There's a show that's going to win tonight. And it, I'm okay with that. It obviously – means nothing when everybody is a winner everybody is whatever it's insane so my son ran cross country for a while when he was like eight years old and at the end of the meet he came in like ninth place and i said to my wife okay let's go like uh, my my entire i don't cheer for my son i yell at my wife can we go now we can go now right we, we, we're just wrapped up he comes in ninth. I said, can we go? She said, no, no, they're doing the medal ceremony, the medal ceremony. <laughs> and he finished ninth. I said, ninth. He said, there's a podium. There's three things on it. No, no. <laughs> I said, listen, first off, the guy next to him is going to be standing on a cookie sheet, and he's going to be standing in a hole because he came in ninth place. And she's like, but he gets a medal. And I do not believe... All, all these do. All it does is make all these guys into horrible employees later <laughs> on in life. Believe me, I, I employ some of these guys. It's a disaster. My daughter ran cross country in high school, and she wasn't very good. So my wife and I said, "Hey, don't finish last." And she said, "Don't put so much pressure on me." <laughs> wow. Yeah, because she would either finish second to last or last. So we had to stay there for the whole time. And, sure. and then wait for her to come in. And meanwhile, there are kids that were there for a half hour just waiting, and they, you know, they were ready to go home. So I, I understand that pain, but your son finished ninth. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's damn good. Yeah, out of seven guys, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, can you guys with, with me in this? Uh, it, when we do the real marathon, you know, the Kenyan guys come in first and, and blah, blah, blah. But you know the guys who really come in first, 
like an hour before everyone else, the guys with the souped-up wheelchairs, right? Those guys, Kevlar, and they're running, you know, sealed bearings and blah, blah, blah. And, look, it's fine, but they're finishing an hour before the Kenyans. What if we just put them in standard wheelchairs? You know what I mean? Like the kind, you know, when your wife gets dis- discharged from the hospital after the C-section and they just wheel her to the front door. What if they had to run it in those? Wouldn't that be more exciting? Like at the end when the Kenyan guy turns the corner and the guy with the <laughs> Vietnam era. You know, I mean, just whatever it is. I don't want to see those guys in a rocket ship and it's called a marathon. How about you put the wheelchairs in with the Kenyans? Right, that's what. Yeah. yeah, and then we then we see. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. either way, they cannot be. They can't have an, a spaceship. They need something standard. Uh, during the commercial break, we're going to show you this uh, the thing with two heads. We're, oh, we're going to play. That. You you guys will never stop thanking me. He's uh, Adam Carolla. The uh, film is now. It's called Not Taco Bell Material. It's on Chassis C H A S S. Y.com. And you can get it on, on iTunes and Amazon and, and on the great stand up special. And uh, a couple of documentaries on Chassis Media, We Went Mad and uh, Meme God. It's always great to see you. We Thanks, appreciate Dan. you uh, stopping by. He's Adam Carolla. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from the Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Fox. We're wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah. And we're wishing you a happy holiday. Hey, everyone. It's Tina Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies Ladies Like Us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy holidays. Hey, it's Heather and Terry Dubrow. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Chuck, I know you love being Santa. No, I am Santa. All day, every day. Happy holidays. Hey, everyone. It's Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving. And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now. So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmans every week for free. Give us your ears. And they'll give you awesome deals. And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and everything that they do so we can have this free podcast for you guys every week. So thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors. We love you and we really love all your products. So thank you. Hey everybody, Steve Austin here and I want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year. And that's the bottom line. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Mark Cuban, Mavs owner. Uh, big Steeler fan growing up. I think he went to Pitt and then transferred to Indiana. But uh, big Steeler fan. Uh, grow- you know, let me start there with you, Mark. How are you feeling about your Steelers this year? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm really excited about the Mavs this year. <laughs> Who was your favorite Steeler growing up? Uh, probably Franco Harris, because um, my dad played poker with him one time just randomly. <laughs> wait, wait, how did that happen? I don't even remember. I just remember my dad played poker um, with his buddies like on Wednesday or Thursday nights. And just random people that, you know, his friends would invite friends. And I think Franco um, thought he was going to take his, my dad and his buddies for a lot of money. But he didn't realize my dad and his buddies had no money. And so um, that just was a conversation. So that was our connection to the Steelers. And so he was um, my favorite player. And then, obviously, I remember the immaculate reception when I was a little kid. I mean, I remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing. Um, so was Franco. Was your dad a Steeler fan? Oh, Yeah. I mean, my dad, I mean, he. we went to one game because he got tickets from somebody he worked with when I was 11, and that was like the biggest deal ever. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget walking to the game, and that was the year that we won. Um, you, you know, when I was a kid, that was before they were good. So it was the SOS, same old Steelers. And I remember we went and saw Roy Jefferson uh, catch a touchdown pass, like the very beginning of the game. That was the last – um, touchdown we scored, but we won, and that was the only win of the season. So, um, it, I, yeah, we were huge Steeler fans. Up, up until the day my dad died um, when he was 92, he, he was a huge Steeler fan. What was that day like when you bought the Mavs that you told your dad you were buying the Mavs? Oh, my goodness. Um, indescribable. I just remember, you know, just letting out a, a big scream, and, you know, and then when I told my dad and, you know, it was kind of like an impetus for him to move to Dallas because he, you know, my dad did upholstery on cars. So if you had a rip in a car seat, then you took it to, to Regency Products where my dad works. And he still was working, and I, I couldn't get him to retire. And finally, that was kind of the impetus for him to retire and come down to Dallas and live and and um, just hang out and go to Mavs games. And uh, it, it was it was it was really special. Also, that moment when you make more than your dad. Do you remember that? I, I remember when I made more than my father, and it and it bothered me a little bit. Like I, I wasn't proud that I did. I was sad. It was it was weird. Yeah, like I mean, I remember telling my dad um, I made a hundred thousand dollars in a year, and he cried. Um, you know, like I said, he did upholstery on cars, and you know, I don't think he ever made more than forty thousand dollars in a year, and. It, it, it wasn't so much then that was the hard part. It was, you know, he he was dad. And, and so, like, if we went out to dinner, he was pulling out the credit card <laughs> no matter what. And, you know, the minute I said dad and he just looked at me like with a death stare, um, like don't even think that you're going to pay for dinner. Um, even when he got to the point where it was my credit card, it was still the death stare. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing you ever bought him? Um, it wasn't any one thing. It was just him. Um, I told him he could go anywhere he wanted to go in the world. He and my mom, and, and or take my brothers, and sometimes. And so, he, you know, he loved to travel, and so he just got to go anywhere he wanted. And and he went on cruises everywhere. He was Mr. Cruise, and there there'd always be twenty stories. And I I'd, I'd hear from people or get emails from random people who made friends with my dad. And and yeah, it was, it, it, you know, I, I miss him every day. But it was, it, I'm, I'm just grateful that I could just do that for him. He's Mark Cuban, the Mavs owner, a season 11 premiere of Shark Tank this Sunday night at 9 Eastern on ABC. Do you know more about the new tampering charges or more about the new traveling 
charges or rules. <laughs> more about the new traveling charges. <laughs> okay. That's what I care more about. The tampering stuff, you know, the, the legal, it'll evolve. You know, like every one of those um, administrative rules, it kind of evolves into the, the best format. Um, and I think the tampering stuff, it, it's – it wasn't as big a problem, I think, as people, as some owners thought it was, but I think they were just trying to be proactive. And so it'll evolve into something that we all can live with. So I'm not worried about the tampering charges. The traveling thing, you know, you had some guys who would take 30 steps in a gather, and so that's going to be that's going to be better, you know. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how they call it. Um, particularly, you know, even with like Luca and his step back or Harden, you know, it's supposed to be legal, but who knows how they'll really review it. And so, yeah, that'll be the more interesting thing. But can you monitor tampering? Like, can you really stop tampering, prevent it? Um, yeah, it's it's not as prevalent. Look, there's there's players talking to players. And there's nothing you can do there um, because they're going to be friends and do whatever. In terms of the, what owners and GMs do, that's typically driven by relationships between owner and agent um, or owner and GM and agent. And so as long as the um, Players Association that regulates agents goes along um, and, and stays true to what was passed, then it shouldn't be a problem at all. I mean, can you monitor it? Monitor it? No. And, yeah. that, and, and that's why they're going to have the audit capabilities. But even then, I, I just think – Teams, if, if there's a player's agent who's talking to another GM, you're going to know right off the bat. You know, if guys are showing up at 1201 <laughs> or, or 501, you're going to know. And so it's it's going to be – there'll be a period of adjustment, but I, I don't think it's quite as difficult to manage as people are saying. Daryl Morey, the uh, Rockets GM, came out recently and said that uh, he looked at Harden as the best scorer the game's ever I'm paraphrasing, but basically, right. he he's more of he's a better scorer than Michael Jordan. How would Jordan do in today's NBA? Oh, in today's NBA, he'd kill it. I mean, his body'd be fresh every night because there's just not the you don't have Charles Oakley, you don't have Rick Mahorn knocking him on his ass every every time he you know went into the lane. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan's challenge would have been to learn how to shoot three better, yeah. and you know, he's Michael Jordan. He would have done that, just like a lot of guys in today's game have improved with three. And so, you know, he'd be averaging – Jordan would be averaging 40 in today's game. You know, so – but, you know, Daryl's right. In today's game, as is, Harden is the better scorer because of the rules. But if Michael had been able to play in, these, in, in, in this game, a lot of guys, not just Michael, would have been putting up 30-plus. What is Dirk Nowitzki's role now with the Mavericks? Eating ice cream, ice cream <laughs> ambassador, um, it, just whatever he wants. I think – you know, he's adapting now to, to just not having to get his body in shape. And, you know, he's he's still, you know, working through the ankle injuries he had at the end of last season. He needed to get shots just to be able to play those last couple games. Um, so I think he's, he's doing a lot of recovery and rehab work there, playing with his kids. He's got three awesome kids um, who are now, you know, starting to get to that age where they're going to school and everything. So I think right now he's playing Mr. Dad and he'll, you know, he'll come in and, and yuck it up with the guys down at the practice facility. And, you know, like I've told him, you know, we've got two things to do. One, work on the statue and that, you know, that we're going to do. And, and two is just, you know, whatever else you want to do, whenever you want to do it, there's no rush. Is that going to be that step back jumper where the legs kicked out? Is that the statue? 
Yeah, probably, but I'll let him decide. I mean, it's been fun because I've been touring around different places, um, looking at, at statues and trying to get a feel for, you know, uh, sculptors who have done some cool things. And then when I get past that, I'll sit down with Dirk and, and we'll review all of it. When's the last time you beat one of your players one-on-one? Probably when I beat Dirk my first year. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, so when I first bought the team, uh, you know, I was, I was a lot younger back then. And and so I thought, okay, let's play one on one, Dirk. So he, you know, it's Dirk. He was just messing around with me. So I scored twice. He stopped me, um, and then he dunked on me, and I quit. And so I beat him two one. <laughs> but you got you had two of the greatest shooters in the history of the game, in Dirk and Nash. Yep. Did you have a chance against any of those guys if it was a shooting contest? Oh hell, no, oh, no. But one day I remember, um, you know, anybody can get hot, right? I mean, I think I was 41 when I bought the team. And so, you know, I was still playing basketball a lot, a lot more than I do now back then. And so I remember we were playing at Baylor, and Dirk and I were shooting, and we were shooting corner threes. And I just got hot as a pistol. And the, everybody was watching, and we got up to like 13 and 14 in a row. And Nelly said, you know, just Nelly was our coach then. <clears throat> He's like, if you can't beat that old, you know what, then <laughs> – you know, you're in trouble, Dirk. And so finally he ended up beating me. But, yeah, I mean, it was fun. I mean, look, one of the big, the best parts of, of owning the Mavs to this day is I'll go out on the court, you know, 3.30, 4.30 the, the day of a game, <clears throat> and I'll shoot. And, you know, there's always guys from the other team that will get to the court early and get shots up, and I'll be out there shooting on one half and they'll be on the other half. And so we'll be able to yuck it up, and every now and then I'll, I'll get shots up. The, the last guy I did it with was Boban, and the next thing you know, he's a Mav. And so, you know, it, you never know what, what you learn and, and who you get to talk to. But I remember one time Ray Allen came out, and I'm out there shooting. He's like, okay, you can shoot some. You want to shoot for money? And I'm like, no, Ray. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe some are going in, but I'm not stupid. What um, moves got more of your attention, what the Lakers did in the offseason or the Clippers? You know, none really. I mean, probably what – none of those – neither of those moves, probably what happened with the Warriors got the most attention because the Warriors went from being one of the all-time great dynasties yeah. to being human. And, you know, there's a lot of teams now with two stars, and it's going to come down to health and the ability to integrate new players um, – and I think the West is wide open. The East is always wide open, but the West, now that the Warriors are not so dominant, I, I don't think it's, I think anybody can could come out on top. On Shark Tank, are you buying into the business plan or the person who is selling you that business plan? That, that's a great question. Sometimes, you know, it's a business or product that I just love, and maybe the entrepreneur isn't great, but I know I can help them and, and get them to the next level. And then there's other times where the entrepreneur is just so phenomenal that, okay, the, the product isn't quite where it needs to be or the service isn't, but, you know, but this entrepreneur, entrepreneur can get it where it needs to go. So it really depends on the deal, but, you know, it's – now the Shark Tank, now that we're going into season 11 this Sunday on ABC, um, you know, entrepreneurs know what to expect from us more. And so we've had to up our game, but they're just a lot more prepared. And so you see better entrepreneurs. And I think that's, that's helped the deals. And now it's easier to make money from them, honestly. But when there's a sports pitch, it always feels like you're obligated to at least feign some interest in it. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, and when we had A-Rod on, he, you know, there were a lot of sports pitches on. Um, typically, where, where I'm, like, obligated is if the person's from Pittsburgh, Dallas, or went to Indiana University. Then it's like, <laughs> okay, i, I got to do a deal unless they're just really not very good or something I just don't like. So, yeah, there's times when they'll bring guys in or women in knowing that, 
you know, there's, <laughs> I've got to do the deal unless they really screw it up. Hey, it's great to talk to you, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up during the season. Thank you, Mark. So. Appreciate it, Dan. Take care, buddy. It's Mark Cuban, Shark Tank, and, of course, the uh, Mavs owner. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Coming out for this new long throw. Is it ever? And one fly! Go! 3-0 U.S. 115 Fox Sports 1 with the call. Carly Lloyd scores at the link in front of her hometown fans. She grew up about 20 minutes from Philadelphia. Diehard Eagles fan. And they said the crowd was around 49,000. Largest ever for a standalone friendly match for the U.S. women beating Portugal 4-0. That's our Golden Road moment of the week. And uh, Mango Cart, Wolf Pup Session, both perfect beers for the hot summer days. Our friends at Golden Road, California-inspired, available in all 50 states. As we bring in the uh, aforementioned Carly Lloyd, last night the U.S. women's national team in front of that crowd at the link, uh, picked up the win. They're in action in St. Paul, Minnesota, That'll be tonight on ESPN2 at 7 Central, and they're expecting more than 47,000 on hand. Carly, good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm curious how this became sort of something fun, something interesting, to now maybe something serious about trying to kick in the NFL. When Can you give us sort of the uh, progression of this? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. Um, you know, I got invited to go out to Eagles um, practice. I happened to have off that day, so it worked out really well. And I went out with my husband Brian and my coach and mentor, his younger son Preston. Um, I also knew the or know the Ravens uh, kicking coach and special teams coach, um, who used to be a former mayor a couple towns over from me. So he's been trying to get me to come out and kick with Justin Tucker over the last couple of years. Um, so finally all things aligned. Um, I was able to, to go when the Eagles were practicing against the Ravens, brought my boots because um, I was just going to have some fun kicking some field goals. Strapped up, uh, you know, put my boots on and um, just started 
kicking field goals. I didn't really warm up. I started at 25 yards and nailed that one and just kept moving further and further back. Um, got set at the 55-yard line and uh, hit that one straight off the bat. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm getting in the car to leave several, you know, an hour later or so, and um, things just started blowing up <laughs> and going viral. And it turned into, you know, potentially playing in the NFL, and it's been it's been just wild, you know, the power of social media and um, just just crazy, really. Uh, so, what was the discussion like with your husband? You know, I think when when I got home, um, and you know, my phone was was blowing up with all sorts of texts and tweets and and you name it. Um, I was just kind of laughing and thinking this is just you know something fun and. Uh, my husband was actually saying, you know, this this is pretty big. I mean, you should seriously consider it. Um, so he's, you know, he's all for it. Um, I just was kind of brushing it off. But I think the more and more that I think about it, um, it would be pretty amazing, number one, to to be the first female to kick in the NFL, um, to break, break that barrier and maybe pave the way for some other future female kickers. Um, and I love a challenge, and I know that, you know, whatever challenge comes my way, I don't shy away from it. I, I actually embrace it, and uh, with the right training and the right technique and, and all of that, um, it's a possibility. And I'm not naive to, to know that there's some big men that play football, um, you know, and obviously I wasn't trying out for the NFL when I was kicking this field goal, so I took multiple steps um, because I was just having fun with it. So. I'd like to get out there. I'd like to actually really try to get, you know, a two-step down. If I can do that, then there is a great possibility. Um, but first and foremost, you know, I am focusing on soccer at the moment and do want to be a part of the Olympic team, um, and that's sort of my goal right now. Would you have to retire from the U.S. women's soccer team to focus on this? You know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm not. I'm not sure how you know it would work to have a, a U.S. soccer contract and also an NFL contract. Um, I'm not sure that they've ever run into that problem before. Um, I would imagine that you know I'd probably have to choose. Um, but I think this is you know this is something that it's going to depend on the next coach coming in and um, if they see me in their future plans for for the Olympics. Um, and then I'll you know just kind of go from there and figure it out. It feels like there are a lot of people worried for you that if you have to tackle somebody, which I, I found sexist because I, nobody ever says a field goal kicker, boy, can he tackle somebody. Uh, you're, you, you've dealt with the physicality of playing soccer. You, you play in a physical way. Um, it, do you have any concerns about this? I mean, of course. I mean, I, I know that it does happen. Um, I think that there, there is, you know, less of a chance of that happening, but I know that it does happen. Um, you know, I, I think that it, you know, there's a number of different things. You can kind of focus on all that and, um, you know, or I could just kind of attempt it and, and see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's different. I mean, men are, are bigger, stronger, faster than, than women. Um, that's just kind of the DNA of, of men versus women. I get that. I know that. Um, and it's obviously something that, you know, I would have to think about as well. Um, but, you know, I really 
really believe that, you know, I have, I have great form as far as technique on the soccer field. And, you know, that, that carries into kicking a field goal as well. Um, you know, I, I actually was sent a uh, screenshot of, you know, Justin Tucker kicking and me kicking, and it's, you know, pretty similar technique. Um, so I think with some practice and all that, um, there's definitely a possibility. All right. You grew up an Eagles fan. What if the Dallas Cowboys wanted to bring you in to have you try out? Or the New York Giants? Somebody in this, the division or the Steelers, they brought you in. Which one would be tougher to do? That would be tough. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, I, uh, it, it would be, you know, a business decision. Um, I think, you know, I haven't gotten that, that far yet. Uh, but it would be it would be difficult. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm a competitor, and um, wherever, if the possibility I did land somewhere, other than the Eagles, um, you know, I just I would have to do my job. And uh, you know, I want to win, and and that's all that matters. Can you imagine going to the link, game on the line, and then you <laughs> beat your Eagles? and they don't get a chance to go to the playoffs. I, I'm just, you know, we're just having fun here. I'm fast-forwarding here, Carl. I know. I know. Just I know. You, yeah, people, many people are fast-forwarding, and I'm still kind of uh, still taking it all in. Yeah. Uh, what, Fritzy? Uh, Hall of Fame kicker Morton Anderson's on the line. Oh, for some advice oh. To Carlin. I saw where Morton. Oh, he, wow. Hey, Morton, how are you? Hey, Dan. Hey, Carly. Hey, how are you? Appreciate the support. It's my pleasure, and, and I think, Dan, um, um, I want to say this to everybody. I think this is worth celebrating and embracing, and whether it happens or not, this is this is what America is, is all about. I came from a soccer background in Denmark. Uh, listen, uh, didn't know how to kick a football until I came to this country, and it, it worked out pretty well for me. So, Carly, whether you work with Justin Tucker or decide to – if you want to come and, and work with me, I'm, I'm just offering up my services. I think it's wonderful. I think it's it's more than fun because you clearly have the talent. Uh, you're a great soccer player, and we need to celebrate strong humans, whether a female or male. I appreciate that. Yeah, you uh, you've done quite well. So I uh, <laughs> I'm a big big fan and. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Martin, what kind of advice? Is there one tip if she has nine, ten months to get ready for something like this? What should she focus on? I, I would say that she should put the helmet and shoulder pads on right away and get the feel for kicking with the equipment on. I think that's that's going to be key um, because it does change. Uh, you know, one thing is to go out in shorts and a tank top, and, and we, we all have done that, but you need to put the, the equipment on to because it does change uh, when you're wearing, uh, you know, wearing that. So it changes it a little bit. But um, other than that, just be patient. And uh, it's, a, it's a long road. It's a marathon. And, and do your due diligence, uh, Carly, like it sounds like you want to. And take your time. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's really a lot of it is between the ears when, when the lights come on, as you know. And you've been in big moments. So, uh but I would say put the equipment on as, as quickly as you can. But and get Martin, for that. did anybody question your ability to tackle anybody? Well, and, and <laughs> let me say this. They called me the matador for a reason. <laughs> I relate more guys than anybody. So I don't think that's a real concern for Carly. I think uh, we 
we have 10 other guys in front of us uh, for a reason, and your job is to put the ball through the pipes, uh, through the uprights. And so uh, whatever you, if you want to run to the sideline right after you kick, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, what I was thinking. Hey, I was uh, turn and run the opposite <laughs> way. Hey, Morton, it was uh, nice of you to call in. Uh, great to catch up with you. Thank you. We appreciate your All time. Right. That's, uh, that's Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll have to get in touch with you at some point. Yeah, Hall of Fame kicker. He he kicked for 25 years, and uh, is he the all-time scoring leader? I think in NFL history. So, uh, what did your teammates say last night when you uh, before you guys played? Uh, did you get any advice or anybody uh, have anything to say about this possibility? Yeah, well, I had in, uh, you know, just a few days ago when I met up with the team, um, obviously that was the first thing that, that everybody was kind of talking about when I walked uh, walked into the hotel. And um, I had a lot of teammates who, who supported me and want me to do it and, you know, just saying that, you know, I would live for this moment and if you don't do it, you're crazy. Um, so they they have all my support and, um, you know, it was pretty cool. And, you know, for something that just turned into a very casual, casual thing, um, it's it's just unbelievable how big this has gotten, um, and yeah, it's it's been pretty cool. Why don't you get uh, Rapino to be your uh, holder? Because yeah. <laughs> I know that she'll that tackle somebody. Fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got no issues tackling anybody either. But I don't know if I see a, a three hundred pound man coming at me, it might be. Uh, might think a little otherwise. But. Have, have you worn shoulder pads in a helmet before? I have not. Okay. No, and that is the uh, you know that is the first thing that I, I do want to um, you know get on myself the equipment. Um, I actually need a bag of footballs as well. That's that's another thing. I mean, obviously I don't have footballs in my house. Um, a lot of soccer balls, but <laughs> need some footballs to get out there and practice. I, I'm sure that there'll be people who are volunteering to help you with that, with uh, your football. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm sure. Hey, it's fun. I, I hope it doesn't put added pressure on you that you now have to do it. I, I hope it's something that you can enjoy and, uh, you know, maybe there's that possibility. of Just getting in uniform, getting out on the field, that'd be wonderful to see. But in the meantime, uh, good luck tonight in, uh, in Minnesota, and we appreciate your time, Carly. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it. That's uh, Carly Lloyd. There are things that should not be. Copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He's inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The life is to kill. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.